This episode is brought to you by Levitt Pavilion. This summer, check out one of my favorite outdoor concert venues in Denver, Levitt Pavilion. May through October, Levitt is offering ticketed and totally free all-ages concerts. I feel like we just go to anything that's free because it's like the kids can be at the show and it's people aren't weird about it and you can like bring a picnic. It's awesome. Some of the free shows this season include Iskali, Melvin Seals, War and Treaty, Sunny War, Chali Tuna, and more. To RSVP for free shows and buy tickets, plus see the full concert schedule, go to levittdenver.org. That's levittdenver.org. Today on CityCast Denver, I love everything about Colfax Avenue. The grit, the weirdness, the way it constantly changes without changing at all. So when I heard that the old Irish Snug was reopening as a new place named for a Colfax legend, I had to know more. I called up my friend Keith Garcia, artistic director at Colfax's own Sea Film Center, and headed over to the new Crazy Horse to sit down with Stephen Alex, the man behind Colfax's buzziest nightlife spots and its latest reinvention, which might be the most queer yet. Today is Thursday, June 8th. I'm Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. So we're sitting here in Crazy Horse, which was formerly the Irish Snug, which most people would probably know it as, but a long time ago, it was Sid King's Crazy Horse. So Keith, I think we should just like share with listeners a little bit about this guy. So it was like a strip club when it was Sid King's Crazy Horse, but he had this sort of like vaudevillian flair about him is how I would describe it. Yeah. From what my knowledge of, of his effect on Colfax back in the day was, yeah, it was definitely like uh, a P.T. Barnum of sorts of the street. Um, you know, kind of just bringing people in with promising a big show and entertainment and, and <laughs> don't go anywhere else for that. Colfax is the place and Crazy Horse is the, the heart of, of all that. And if you see old pictures, it like has this very Vegasy 60s Vegas feel, which I think embodies a lot of Colfax, the feeling that I think when we think of the historic nature of Colfax, that's what I think about anyway. He had like a mannequin on the front of the building. It was so wild. Like I'm trying to remember his tagline, but it was like somewhere to take your girlfriend or like it wasn't it was more just like come see a wild show. Yeah, yeah I wish we could get a hold of that that mannequin. That would be a really <laughs> cool addition. I feel like someone out there has to have that mannequin. Hopefully. Hopefully <laughs> someone can recreate up. the mannequin too. True. I, I have a feeling. True. Um I always kind of like, I mean, that that idea of like, bring your girlfriend to the strip club is so, <laughs> I, I have this this place in my heart for the nasty Times Square of New York City sure. in the 70s sure. uh, and early 80s. And though it certainly did not get, you know. We didn't get that. We didn't get the nastiness here, but there was this like thing in the, in the air in the country kind of about expanding sexuality a little bit. And um, I mean, that's when... Uh, movies like Deep Throat and uh, Behind the Green Door and all that were playing in in movie theaters, and they were they were straight up porno, but they were porno with an artistic edge. Yeah, and so it was like, go, 
couples come and watch the movie and then you know maybe you'll be a little inspired for whatever so you this can notion come here. exactly uh this notion you can come to crazy horse with your with your partner and be like oh we're gonna watch a wild show and then let's go home <laughs> or but like, to be clear that is no longer here no. <laughs> no, no 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 very different very different vibe but like i'm thinking the ogden theater and the bluebird were those kinds of theaters at that point mm-hmm. right like they were smutty theaters or whatever so you might yeah. be able to kind of have that that moment but um yeah so the bar now the sign is here but it's different so do you feel like Sid King is this larger-than-life figure that helped establish what we think of today as Colfax? How do you see yourself as someone who's a proprietor of several places that are are known you know, to be fun and, and really like... How do you see yourself in that sort of story? Yeah, I, like, I wish I had known the history before, but I mean, I'm sure that's why I was instantly drawn to Colfax. You know, yeah. I feel like there's some similarities between him and I just from the stories. You <laughs> sure. know, of course, I didn't have the chance to meet him. But um, so that creation is kind of what I like. This this long, wicked, you call it, but street that's that's got some grit to it, but not, you know, but... Safe, it's that kind you of know, crime like, you you want you seek out. I feel like yeah. Like I remember being a teen, you know, growing up here as a teenager. I wanted to live near Cheeseman Park. I wanted to live in Capitol Hill. Like I wanted to be near where the action was. Right. And, Even if you hear a gunshot once in a while. Right. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, honestly, there's parts of the city I felt way more unsafe, and I think absolutely. part of it is there's often just people on Colfax twenty four hours a day, and Nothing is scarier than being on a block and not seeing a single person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Boring, at least. Right. (laughs) So, but you, this is one of several bars you own. So you own Tight End, which was uh, Streets of London. You own X Bar, which has become a staple on Colfax for sure. I know you own a stake in the Squire, right? Um, what's with Colfax? Do you just love, love opening bars here? <laughs> the minute I moved here, which was 18 years ago, um, I fell in love with Colfax. Yeah. Um, they call it the you know longest wicked street, and I and that for that I love it. It's just got an edge to it. It's cool. Um, just there's like this building in particular. Look at the architecture. You know, it's just amazing. It's called Bourbon Square, and if you think about that, and then you look, you're like, "Oh, I do feel a little New Orleans vibe." Yeah, yeah, from the building, I do agree. I agree. You know? But there's a lot of cool architecture, and you look down Colfax, and you see the mountains, and you know the winter, Just it's it's incredible to me. Keith, you and I are Colfax fanatics. How, how do you? What do you think about the bar scene on Colfax? Because I'm also thinking like this is really kind of an epicenter a little bit for a lot of our gay bars, our queer bars, right? We've got Charlie's as well. We've got Blush and Blue. We've got R&R a little bit farther down. Has this always been a, a queer spot? Like, has Colfax been that way for you? Um, Not until recently. Okay. I, I think it was actually, I mean, Charlie's has been there for a long time. Right. Um, But that was less that this was like, oh, the the queer street, but more like, the epicenter that was Cheeseman, Capitol mm-hmm. Hill, all of that, where the the gayborhood really right. kind of like emerged from. It always felt to me that like Charlie's was like it 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 grew out, out a little bit, and then it was just touching Colfax. Like Colfax was like the parameter, like that it that the the gayborhood kind of ended on. But then once X Bar came along, then it was like oh we crossed the street. Right. And then, and then, yeah, Blush and Blue, and yeah, R and R has been there forever. Uh, but that's you know further down, right. down it's east. Like farther east, cool um, There's now an Eagle further down west. 
So those are the two bookends. R and R and Eagle are like the two <laughs> <laughs> queer bookends of, of bars. But it's it's been I mean, as a as a, a queer person growing up here, it's been a, a dream to have like a literal gayberhood of yeah. And I'm not one for the bar scene per se, but I, you know, I am one yeah, for the drag scene and and yeah, being social and all that stuff. So uh, it was been a, it's been a dream to be able to be like, well, can I go someplace where it's a two to three, one to two to three block walk to the next place that oh we'll be over here at X Bar for an hour and then I'll meet you over at Charlie's for like thirty minutes and then oh let's go now let's go to Crazy Horse and you know hang out there for the you know the rest of the night or whatever that that was a possibility. Possibility. And there was always little starts of, of other places, you know, um, and I was always waiting for tracks to, you know, Do build something, something around, around there um, instead of just bullet homogenizing, you know, yeah. a lot of non-queer uh, businesses, right. which are, that's, I guess they're important too. But uh, <laughs> we have a whole city of that. It's yeah. But yeah, we don't get a gayberhood out of, out of doing that. So yeah. You know, here's the hope that this this becomes, stays. Yeah, this becomes a, a queer epicenter. And then, you know, on top of it, housing around it. And, you know, which obviously we see across the street, you know, coming around. And yeah, you know, can this building. can this all sort of like queer up and be a very safe and, and fun space again? I, I agree. And even though we don't identify as a queer bar, we it's all inclusive for sure. And sure. because of the neighborhood becoming that it obviously plays into that and i think it's great there's a lot of plans for making the street you know a little nicer i'm hopeful that it's not turning into too much rhino or whatever you know sure. so like but I, I think it's impossible to be honest with so you yeah the, the colfax the nature stay. of it yeah yeah it's like, I, I it's like a that. rug that you know is so dirty it'll never get clean, clean. <laughs> but that's okay as long as, as long rug. as it looks good on top as long as it's keeping the pattern back. it doesn't matter that every time you, you step on it like little, dust pops out or something like squishy. that yeah 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 it's a little unfortunate we do have some issues with the with the very aggressive people on colfax sure sure but we do have some support with you know through the the bid and stuff that um you know try to help the businesses with that unfortunately we have to put up you know, taller fences and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I customers. think that's also just part of this conversation about how things evolve and how we deal with issues like public health and public safety while also being able to support businesses that yeah. want, you want to be on Colfax. Mm -hmm. 10, 15 years ago, that might not have been the case for a lot of businesses who were maybe going the other direction. And I'm sort of seeing it as like this really beautiful, another, yet another renaissance for Colfax. Yeah. Because I'm thinking in my 20s, this would have been, I would love to have been like, bing, 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 I can hit all of these bars on Colfax. And yeah, so, and even with that issue, I still feel safe. Yeah. I hope that others do as well. This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board. Because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade, hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. 
There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. So like you said, this is not like a intention or not that it's not intentional but it's not this is you're not advertising it like this is the next queer bar or, or the next gay bar is there a reason that you, you um yeah because i think that sometimes people might be intimidated to go to a space that identifies as that and i didn't want that i want this to be a true community space where everyone feels safe and wants to come yeah. you know um and and let it become that that's how squire is for me you know it's it's a neighborhood bar and everyone goes yeah you know um you anyone can meet someone that they're interested in or whatever you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. it's a cool it's cool space without really identifying as any as one anything thing. but everybody can feel because it kind of reminds me of i worked at the mall for a long time and like it's just inherently very gay but it's not that it's like you go and you work there but then you you find your people. Yeah. And so I could see that being like, oh, yeah, that's just my regular bar. And then you also happen to rub elbows with some folks you maybe it would not talk to otherwise. Absolutely. And I think that's kind of also like a little bit Colfax. Yeah. Too. Yes. I want this to be Colfax. Yeah. And that includes all different walks. Of life. Yeah. Yeah. And the queer community being able to adopt anything right. is like, you know, we don't have to own everything, but being able to feel comfortable going <laughs> that's the biggest part. anywhere um, is really what's important. So, And that's an absolute. Yeah. In any of my spaces. So I'm thinking about, um, you know, we're going to be celebrating Pride all month long. Uh, Pride's origins here are not far from where we are at Crazy Horse right now. I think about, I used to live on Cheeseman Park, and I remember when the parade would start from there, it almost sounded like an ocean. The clapping was like <laughs> so loud. But then it would come out onto Colfax and then go down. What do you both think about Pride today in, in context of Colfax? I mean, Colfax is still like, a main artery to this city. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously it was like the highway back in the day when um, Crazy Horse originally started and stuff like that. Um, I mean, that's part of, I always remember Any Which Way But Loose, the Clint Eastwood film, Clint Eastwood uh, orangutan chimpanzee movie. Uh, Walking he, down Colfax. Yeah, where he's a trucker. <laughs> and that was the whole, that like that, the shot of him in front of Crazy Horse perfectly captures any story of that time because that, that that's what truckers were doing they were coming down colfax with their stuff and well were they stopping for a drink or anything else it was crazy horse when it was route 40 yeah but that's been a main artery and that energy even though yeah, obviously the highway i-70 is now a different part um has still kind of remained and as far as pride, like it's it's great that pride runs through that artery. I mean, the center is on Colfax as right. well, the LGBTQ uh, center of of Denver, and um, I don't know but because of that and because Colfax is also such like a melting pot. Like this is the melting pot part of of Denver. It's great to really kind of celebrate that along this strip, and you know, pride today. Like this is a this is a really going to be a really weird year. Um, I feel like we've never kind of felt more attacked or in yeah. danger and the very, you know, act of celebrating pride, which, you know, we should always remember is still a riot, you know, there's a celebration at the end of it, but it's still, we're still fighting for a lot of things and it's great to have 
a, a main, you know, we're not hidden by going down some like side street. Like Colfax is the street to carry on down and and be proud with your neighbors and get support from your neighbors and all that stuff. So I love that. Song. So yeah, as long as we can keep things on Colfax, yeah. Pride will be pride. What are you thinking about with pride, Stephen? I, I love pride. I've always, it's, it's just so great. I mean, I grew up in the 80s when it was, you know, it was very unsafe in a lot yeah. of places. So pride wasn't just a celebration. It really was, you know, like. An active, active rebellion. Yeah, rebellion and defiance. And, you know, right. Exactly. Why don't we have a straight pride? Well, you don't need one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the world like, is. You know, every like, day. Is. Every day. <laughs> um, so I like, laugh at that. But uh, but no, I think it's so great. And now that is luckily more of a celebration yeah. um, than than anything else, um, except for now. Like with things happening in Florida and whatnot, other states, you'd think we are very lucky here in Denver and on Colfax. Yeah. I mean, our, I think our governor is really working to, to make those things clear. Like if that, if, if this is who you are, we're the place for you. And locally too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we have support everywhere. Let's just end on that. Do you two have any big plans for Pride? Any things you want to do this, this month or at least during the, the <laughs> celebratory weekend? <laughs> Uh, well, pride always for, for me and for, you know, like the C film center, we're getting up, we're getting ready for cinema Q, the cinema Q film festival, which will be in August, August 10th to the 13th. But obviously pride month is when we're reminding everybody that it's going to be that, um, and we just have a ton of events. We're working with black pride, Colorado, the weekend before pride, oh, cool. throwing a block party at the sea, um, on June 17th during the day and, um, just a whole bunch of things. So. Just getting ready to, to queer it up. Yeah. <laughs> we always go like at, you know, super panic mode at the beginning, make sure. sure everything is good and happy for our customers and safe, you know, uh, with everybody in place. And then, you know, get to kind of enjoy it afterwards. But yeah, we have a full week of events at X Bar starting the weekend before. Lots of, you know, big name DJs and, and uh, drag shows and, and uh, tight end. We have no cover and DJs and stuff. So that's just kind of a fun space to pop in at any point and then this is our first year here so it should be fun at least at least during the parade you know yeah oh this lots of fun like patio space so, yeah to be watching the parade yeah. of this killer patio yeah but i know x bar is really a headquarters for a lot of folks yeah when well, the parade kind of starts at tight end and yeah. almost ends at x bar so it's, perfect. it's like yeah i got a bookends of it well steven and keith thank you so much yeah, thanks thank for you very me. much I meant to say something because we, the longest wickedest street saying about Colfax has been debunked many times. And we got a note about this because uh, the mayor of Lakewood actually brought it up last week. And uh, I think Denverite did a, like investigation into it and they couldn't find any actual proof that Playboy had said that. But I find it so interesting that it is like hung on for so long. And I think part of it is how else would you describe Colfax? Yeah, and is you it know? rumored that Sid King was integral in that whole thing? Oh, I somehow? don't know. I wouldn't be surprised, though. I mean, yeah, again, like I he's the guy. He heard it be... or read it or somewhere or something, and I was like, that would make sense. I think we need 
need to have a statue of Sidney. If you ever see pictures of him, he's a short man in stature and like had these ridiculous tinted glasses and like wore a suit with like the roughly 70s shirts. Like maybe that's the like the mannequin is like Sid King mannequin spinning on a pole. Just sort of, you know, because he's like, I'm not sure how his kids would feel about that. I feel like maybe what it was is he was talking to someone from Playboy. The person at Playboy said something and then he immediately ran with it. Yeah. And And he was like, like, wait a minute. That's Playboy. Yeah. That way he would be the kind of guy that would get that proliferated everywhere. And then, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I've just always found it to be like, well, it's, it's, it's accurate. It's accurate and it's perfect. You know? And it is the longest commercial street, right? Right. It's It's technically 26 mile long main street, longest continuous main street. Yeah. And this is where the hookers were. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) And some are still still are. are. Some still Still are definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's spicy. It's, it's, that's what makes it fun. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. This is fun. Thank you very much. And here's what else Denverites are talking about. Homophobic coffee. A new coffee shop opened last week in the art district on Santa Fe, which wouldn't be big news, except that some eagle-eyed folks online pointed out that their parent company has an explicit anti-LGBTQ mission. While the owner of the Drip Cafe told Denver 7 that their, quote, whole point is to love everybody, the parent company's website includes the following quote, this organization is opposed to homosexuality as an alternative lifestyle. This sparked an uproar online and protesters were on site at the Drip Cafe's grand opening last Friday. That section of the parent company's website has since been rewritten, though their beliefs are clearly the same. The new website copy states that they, quote, believe that showing hate towards people in these communities is not the way Jesus would respond. Therefore, although disagreeing with the lifestyle, we must show love. If you're on Santa Fe and you want to grab a latte without homophobia, check out Middle State Coffee, Tonantzin Casa de Cafe, and The Molecule Effect. We'll also drop a link to our episode on the best coffee shops in the Mile High in our show notes. And finally, some news out of Aurora. The Denver Post reports that Aurora police shot and killed a 14-year-old boy named Jordell Richardson last Thursday. The police say that he and some other teens robbed a convenience store near 8th and Dayton and that one of the teens threatened the clerk with a gun. Interim Police Chief Art Acevedo visited with Richardson's family earlier this week and showed them body camera footage of the incident. Colorado law requires that it will be released to the public and a press conference is scheduled for Friday afternoon. We'll have more on this story after the video is released. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell Sid King's family about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, by texting Denver to 66866. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye-bye. If you're on Santa Fe, you can grab a latte without without a homophobia. <laughs>